Hello, my name is Michael Head, and this is the DFTW Podcast. I am so honored that you would take time to listen to this podcast. I believe that this episode is going to help you grow both mentally, spiritually, and physically. If I can do anything for you as you're listening to this, you need to reach out. You can see all my information in the description. And thanks again for listening. Hello, and welcome back to the DFTW Podcast. My name is Michael Head, and I am so thankful for everybody who has subscribed to the podcast, and I don't know how you got here, but I'm super thankful for those that share this podcast and have allowed this to be shared with a whole lot of your friends and family on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all the things. I appreciate it and thank you because I believe that God is doing a great work through this podcast as we talk about things that not many people want to talk about, which is mental health and spiritual health, and really trying to blend those together so that people can walk in freedom. On today's episode, I, man, I'm just kind of heavy hearted with everything that's going on in the world. And I believe that it's something that we have got to talk about. And uh, ultimately, I want to talk about how we can talk to our kids and how we can deal with tragedy that happens all around us all the time. You know, the other day someone asked me how I was doing and for so long, my initial response to, man, how you doing? was always, man, I'm doing great. How are you? You know, you just kind of start, start doing that. And then you get in the habit of you're always doing great. And so when people start asking you that question, you're, you're great. And then, but really truly inside, you know, you're not great. You know, you're actually, maybe you're, you're good or you're just okay. And we, but we get into the habit of acting like everything is great, especially uh, in, in, in the church and, and working around people who went on Sunday mornings, everybody's showing up and everybody's great. Hey, how are you? Great. Had a great weekend, man. Everything is awesome. And not that that can't be true with some people, but the truth is, was it really an awesome weekend for you? Was it really a great drive in with your kids and getting everything set up? I mean, that's the truth. And I believe it's okay to say, the truth and the reaction of people whenever you tell the truth of, hey, how you doing? I'm not good. <laughs> it just catches them off guard really big because they have no idea. They weren't expecting that because the world is expecting us to be great all the time. But the truth is we're not. We're like, well, Michael, you're a Christian. You should be great all the time, which the truth is, yes, I am a Christian. And yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I have emotions and I have feelings and I'm a human. And every day is not always great. Every moment is not always the best. And so something I do, and this really caught this person off guard who asked me how I was doing, I said, I'm okay. And you see, that's my scale. My scale is okay, is kind of the bottom. So thumbs down is okay. And then thumbs to the middle is good. And thumbs up is great. And so I know you can't see me right now, but I'm kind of having my thumb down. Okay. Thumb to the side, good. And thumb up is great. And the truth is that helps me to stay honest. If you ask me how I'm doing, most of the time, I'm going to try to be real with you. And I'm going to say, man, I'm doing okay. Well, how can we get to great? You know, how, how do we get you to here? Well, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. But at this moment when you just asked me, maybe your breath stinks and you took my great to an okay. But, the, but I'm just being honest. And, and you need a mint. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that. But how are you doing? Like right now, if I were to come up to you and ask you, how are you doing? What would your response be? I'm great. Everything's awesome. Is that is that truth? Try it out. When someone asks you how you're doing, tell the truth. Tell the truth. 
And what you're doing right there is you're taking care of yourself. You're allowing what's happening on the inside to be your truth on the outside versus faking what's happening on the inside and acting like everything's great on, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting confused on the inside and the outside, but we can't fake what's happening on the inside by acting like everything's okay outside. And so it's okay to not have a good day. And the truth is right now in our world, there's a lot of things that are going on that makes it really, really hard. And right now, something that's really uh, not good that's happening in our world here in the United States is a recent school shooting at an elementary school, which, man, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on, no matter where you're at in life, this affects you in a great way. I remember for me when the shooting at Sandy Hook happened years ago, it affected me in such a major way. Because I have had kids. That was the first time I'd ever heard of anything like that. Man, it it really got to me. Um, and it, and it just it just scared me. There's things that happen. I was just like, man, I don't, do I want my kids to go to school? And all these different things were coming up. And, and very similar with this current shooting that happened in Texas. And, and something that I would love to talk about today. And again, I am not a psychologist. I am not a counselor. I am someone who just loves people and wants to help people out. I have a desire to um, see people work through the things that they're dealing with. And so here's some some things that I believe that can help us, especially if we have kids. You know, how can we help our kids deal with things, uh, with tragic events that take place? And so I've got a few tips that I would love to share uh, that I, I think could be really, really helpful. So the first one is this, man, we want to plan what we're going to share with our kids. We want to, uh, you know, talking about school shootings is, is hard. Talking about shootings, talking about any sort of tragic event that happens in the world is hard, especially to a kid. I mean, so I've got a a one-year-old daughter, I've got a five-year-old daughter, an eight-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. And the way that I talk to each of them, uh, is, is very different, especially when it comes to tragic events that come up. And honestly, they don't know much about these events that happen because at our house, we don't watch much news. I mean, in our living room, we don't even have a TV on. We don't have a TV, period, in our living room because that is a place for us to gather and hang out. Most of the time when our kids find out about tragic events, it's not that we're sheltering them, but we're kind of the last ones to know. Um, and, and so if it happens in the morning, we don't know until later on in the day just because we've, we've really tried to get away from the news that's constantly in our minds and constantly on our phones with the notifications of all the things that are going on in the news. Man, I, I've turned those off and it has helped me so much. And so most of the time when our kids have heard about a tragic event, they, they heard about it at school, they heard about it at a friend's house, they, they heard about it somehow. And so we've got to talk to them. And if they haven't heard about it, we want to be ahead of somebody else saying something so it doesn't equal confusion. And the way that we talk about them, again, number one, the way that we talk about them is plan exactly what we're going to say to them based on how old they are and how they're going to take the situation. You know, that we don't we don't need to tell them the horrific details of the school shooting. We don't need to tell them exactly what happened or how it happened or or anything like that. They don't need to know that and they can't handle that. They can't handle it. So let's not give them too many of those details that might scare them. The second thing is choose a quiet place to do that. You know, anytime that you're going to talk to your kid about, man, it could be anything from sex, it could be school shootings or dating or whatever it may be, you need to find a place and a time that is quiet and calm and uninterrupted. Good luck with that. But once you can do that, you have your child's full and undivided attention 
without any distractions. And the third thing, listen to them first. Start the conversation open-ended and make clear that you're interested in what your child is saying and what they're thinking and what they're feeling. Like look in their eyes, put your phone down and focus on them while you're in that safe, quiet, undistracted place and let them share with you. Let them share like, you know, anything that they've heard or, or what's going on with that. And, you know, asking them questions, you know, about how, how are they feeling? Like, like, what does this make you feel? Can you tell me about that? And then listen. I think sometimes as parents and friends, we want to jump in and help the situation. We want to say certain things, but the truth is if we can just stop talking and listen, that is going to help our kids and our friends so much. The fourth thing, reflect back to them. So when they start saying things and they're, and they're really kind of pulling out some emotions and they pause for a second, I, I think a great thing to do, and, and my, my therapist does this to me all the time, and, and I kind of know when it's coming, you know, will say things like, that sounds really scary. Or it sounds like your teacher really handled that to help you to feel safe. And when you say that, when you say those things, you, it helps them, it helps us to know that you're actually listening. When you say, man, that sounds really scary. Man, it, 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 it just makes it all feel like, man, okay, she's listening. I got it. You are, you're in and you're validating what I'm saying. And we validate what our kids are saying when we're listening to them. And we can say, man, that sounds scary versus man, you need to suck it up. Like it's a lunchroom, go sit by yourself. It's going to be okay. Because truly that doesn't help. <laughs> that actually is, is the worst thing you can say is to, to a kid to suck it up and deal with it. And, uh, just, just go on with their life. Trust me, I've tried it and it's not the right way to handle things, even though at times we want to, but really we don't know what it's like to be, you know, yeah. Oh, when I was 10, I did this. When I was 11, I did this. Well, that's great. You're not 10 or 11 anymore. You're their parent and they're dealing with things that, that to you may not seem like a big deal, but to them, it is their world. Number five, share your feelings after you after they have shared anything they like to, it is so helpful to share your thoughts and feelings about the situation. I mean, say that you're angry, Say that you're scared. Say that you're confused. I mean, why would you say that to your kid, especially men, if any men are listening to this? We know we don't want to share that we're sad or confused or angry, you know, because we're men. But the truth is uh, you have feelings and you have emotions. And the truth is uh, for most men, anger is the first thing off the top. Like that's just kind of like what it is. But once we can get away from that anger, man, there's there's other things that are there. <laughs> there there's there's emotions, there's sadness, there's confusion, Um and so telling your kid that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of angry too, or man, I'm, I'm confused versus like, man, if it were me, I would go and da, 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 da. that doesn't get you anywhere. It gets you nowhere. And so remember you are one, we are their greatest supports and role models. And so we need to share what's happening on the inside of us because it shows that we're human and it shows that we care. And which shows that it also shows that we're in this together with them. And the sixth thing, be reassuring. Be very clear at the end of your talk that their school and your community want everybody to be safe and that you're willing to talk about this anytime that your child wants to and that if they ever feel unsafe, that they can tell you. And that's that's not just at school. I mean, that's in life. If, if, if you have a relationship with your child that they're not telling you things, that you feel like, man, you, you can tell me anything and they're, they're not telling you anything, there's a reason they're not telling you. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. But there's a reason, and maybe that reason is you, because they feel like you're not going to listen, or they feel like all you're going to do is tell them to do it this way, 
versus just listening. Start now in your family, no matter how old your kids are, no matter how old, no matter how long you've been married, start now by being a listener. Be someone that somebody can come to and they can feel safe. They can feel like it's going to be confidential unless they're going to hurt themselves or somebody else. Be that person because who do you, because your kid's going to talk to somebody and you want them to talk to you, parents. You know, also these, these six steps don't just work for our kids, but they work for us. You know, adults, these are hard things that are happening in our world. And so my, my advice to you is go talk to somebody, go talk to somebody that you know is going to listen. You know, the second thing, find a quiet time and space for yourself so that you can breathe and you can talk and you can process what's going on. I would also say to listen, listen like crazy because you never know what God is going to tell you. And maybe you're not a believer and maybe you don't, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but I'm telling you for those that do, it's time to listen and stop talking, open the word of God and see what he says to you instead of always telling him what you need and all the things, how about we just sit and listen to him? Psalm forty sixteen. be still and know that I am God. You know, number five, sharing your feelings. Husbands, share your feelings with your wives of, of how you're feeling. You know, get, get a small group of men together and you guys sit and talk about it. Ladies, man, tell your friends how you're feeling. Tell your family how you're feeling. Man, I'm not feeling good. This, this isn't great. Nothing as good is happening. Like, it's okay to say those things. And then number six, I want you to know that be reassured because you know what? This is not a surprise. A lot of people are like, man, this is, this has never happened before. All these things, the end of the world. Well, the truth is it's been happening a real long time. Awful things have been going on forever, but now we have social media. It may be happening a little bit more and it's, it's broadcast in front of us all the time. So what are the channels that you're looking at, that you're watching, that you're filling your mind with all the time to make you feel like this is happening more and more and more and more? If you put your phone down, turn the TV off, turn off the channels, get away from the friends and the family that are telling you all these things constantly all the time, I promise you it's not going to be as overwhelming and anxious. And so what are the channels, what are the inputs that you have in your life that are constantly telling you these things? Man, unfollow, get away, turn off, and see how you view the world a little bit differently than you have. You know, one thing that I, I think is is important is hope. So I wear a, a key around my neck. It's on a chain. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you're wearing your key. And they don't really know the purpose behind the key. But the purpose behind the key is it says hope on the key. And for me, hope is a big deal. Because when I went through what I went through, man, I was I was in a deep, dark depression. Uh, you know, I was suicidal and didn't want to live anymore. And man, truly worked really hard on my mental health, continuing to work on that. But hope is something that is so massive. And I want it to be massive for you as well. And first Peter one, three says this blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Again, first Peter one, three, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How do we have a living hope? We have a living hope because Jesus rose from the dead. In verse 4, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. Saying this, we have an inheritance with Jesus Christ because if you have made him your Lord and Savior, he has risen from the dead. He is alive. And because of that, because we have that inheritance, it never goes away. It is not fading. It is in it is heaven with him. 
And so that living hope, we are born into a living hope. Understand what hope is. Because if you have, if you have Jesus, and if you're part of the inheritance, then you have hope, which is a full inheritance. I'm sorry, it is a full assurance. Hope is full assurance and confident expectation. That's from John Piper. Hope, full assurance, and a confident expectation. Do you have that today? Do you have hope, a full assurance, and a confident expectation? Hope is, man, I like this. Hope is knowing something good is happening now, and the best is yet to come. Do you have that? And that's the hope that I have. And I, I have that key around my neck with hope because I truly know something good is happening right now in that moment. And I know the best is yet to come. I have that hope. I have that confident expectation because I have Jesus Christ. Does this change the pain? Does this change everything in the world? It does not. But I promise you, if you can have the hope of Jesus, then at least you know you have a confident expectation that he is doing something great. And he wants to do something great in you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the DFTW podcast. I hope you share it. I'm thankful for those that leave a review on, on wherever you're listening to this. I, I ask you to continue to do that for me and uh, look forward to the next episode that I've got coming for you guys. It'll be here in a few weeks. And thank you again. And I hope and I pray that this podcast helped you in some way. Thank you so much for listening today. If this podcast brought you any value, it would mean so much to me if you could go and leave a five-star review and just in the description of it, what were your takeaways from this episode? And please remember, if I can do anything for you or for a loved one, for someone that you care about, please reach out. You can go to nextstepcoach.org. You can fill out the short application so that we can work together. It's a true investment in your life and an investment that will change the direction that you are headed. Thanks again.